man. And this time, it bowled! Took out leg stump. A sensational start. It runs in, bowls down. Man, oh, no one! Would you believe it? Brown again, now bowls. Oh, that swings! And that has gone through. Another one. Third time we've seen the stump shattered. A massive hooping delivery there from Darcy Brown. And it's a very warm welcome to another edition of the Cricket Library Weekly, episode five. And joining me as always, the man who was behind the microphone when the covers were off long enough for some cricket on the weekend, Robbie McKinley, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, good day, Maddie. Great to be back. And um, yes, it was great to get a start in the... Um in the in the Rebel WBBL, but um, we would have liked to have seen a lot more because yeah, it was well, I think we just only had um, three resulting games. So, but anyway, um, we we are underway. But let's hope for a little bit clearer skies and get some great cricket action because the squads are looking fantastic. Yeah, and some exciting news on the Cricket Library Weekly this evening. We'll be chatting with, or well, I already chatted with. Saskia Hawley from In The Hub. She's part of the Sydney Thunder squad and we had a good chat to catch up on how things are going there at the Thunder and, and learn a little bit of, a bit more about her. So looking forward to you getting to hear that one, Robbie. Let's have a look at the the scores from the games uh, that, that did get completed. That one you were at there at Hurstville Oval, a, a bit of one-way traffic with the ball. Yeah, it was. It was an interesting start, wasn't it? Um, Megan Shute, the first ball of the season was a little wide down leg side. And then all of a sudden, back-to-back wickets, clean bowling, um, knocking over a couple of international cricketers. Yeah, and the ball was swinging, Matt. It was, certainly was. Um, they were sent in to bat, uh, the Hurricanes. And yeah, the, the new ball swung a lot. And there was a little bit of a green tinge in the wicket. Obviously, the Weber and Sydney hasn't been conducive to getting an absolute road, which we generally see in um, T20 cricket. But they stayed on top right throughout. And, um, yeah, they, they got the job done with minimum fuss. So it was a pretty impressive start for the strikers, who, um, who, who obviously did lose the next day in a match-shortened game. But um, just to get a win out of those first two matches is very important for them. And, um, yeah, I really like the look at their bowling attack, Matty. So they've got a lot to look forward to. There's no doubt about that with the strikers. Yeah, certainly young Darcy Brown, four overs, three for 13, caught my eye, a very impressive display. And uh, spin to win, Amanda Jade Wellington, three for 19 for her, and uh, Madeline Penner, one for seven. Sarah Coit chimed in with a wicket as well, as you mentioned, Megan Shoot at the top, two for 14. Now, strikers batting, I was very impressed by their number three, Robbie, Laura Wolvart. We talked about her pre-tournament, 51 not yeah. out from 42 deliveries, a, a real class act. Oh, Matt, um, I, her first four scoring shots were all boundaries, and one of those was a magnificent on-drive that just rocketed back past mid-on. It was probably my, one of my favourite shots, just a beautiful shot to watch. And, um, yeah, she's just going to, um, I think, this, this series, at the back end of it, we're going to see just another, you know, a, a real talented international cricketer that has come to our shores. So, yeah, nothing but praise, Matt. Um, I'll just, yeah, just batting with great intent, sort of up the up the ante a bit. So, um, yeah, very exciting. I, 
I'd go a long way to watch your bat. She's so good, Maddie. I can't be high enough praise of what's to come there. Yeah, absolutely, Robbie. A, a, a rare talent and probably coming of age. She's had those few seasons with the Brisbane Heat. And I, I think we started to see what she was capable of in that World T20 tournament here in Australia uh, at the start of the year. And, and now the opportunity to bat number three at the at the strikers didn't didn't cash in against the sixes, but certainly looking mm. very impressive indeed. Now, would you consider the game over at North Sydney Oval a bit of an upset, Robbie, with the Scorchers going down to the reigning premiers, the Heat? Yeah, I, I think um, I think the Heat. When, when you're a reigning premier coming in, uh, you would expect to go into favouritism, but um, the Scorchers, there's so much um, fanfare about the squad they put together. I think the Heat, in typical uh, Queensland style, enjoyed the uh, under underdog status. Oh, they you love know, it. Um, yeah, I don't think we can win it, you know. And but privately and secretly, they would have been stealing themselves for this game. And that's exactly what they done, you know. Um, I think it was Grace Harris just had a very entertaining knock. And yeah, it was just typical a Queensland sporting team performance. I thought, Matt, nothing more than that. Yeah, Grace Harris, what an entertainer, 53 from just 37 deliveries, uh, certainly knows how to tee off and get the job done, a, a fantastic performance there from the Heat. Now, I, I dare say the Scorchers will bounce back when they get the opportunity yeah. to play some cricket again. Their game against the Hurricanes was abandoned without a ball being bowled, as was Brisbane Heat v Melbourne Renegades. Thunder got on, but for no result uh, against the Melbourne Stars. And the other game that you got to call, Robbie, there was some some good intel out of this one, the Renegades v Stars, but you did get to see some good cricket in those 17 overs that were bowled. Oh, absolutely. Um, the, the batting um, we, we saw of um, you know, Meg Lanning, just absolutely class, uh, was just rolling along beautifully and got great support. Too, from um, it, Annabelle Sutherland's innings was um, was just an absolute beauty. Her six she hit over mid off was outstanding. Uh, landed on the um, bike track and bounced into the trees. And then just before that, uh, Mignon Dupree came, made a, her thirty two because they lost a wicket very first ball of the innings. Yeah, um, big uh, wicket. Neil had Courtney Neil had Elise Bellani LBW um, for that first ball and. But right from that moment, Mignon Dupree came out. Uh, she made 32 of just 22 balls, hit four boundaries and a six. Um, and just her intent was amazing. And what it actually did, Maddie, it allowed Meg Lanning to start cautiously. Uh, Meg finished with 51, not out of 50 balls. But um, she didn't have to rush anything, take any risk. And then when Annabelle Sutherland came out, she did exactly the same thing. Lanning was playing that uh, real uh, stoic sort of role just going and run a ball, and Annabelle Sutherland, yeah, like I said, hit two sixes in her innings of 31 off 23, um, yeah, before she was um, stumped by uh, Julie off Molyneux. But, yeah, but very impressive. And Nat Siver missed out first ball. Villani missed out first ball, but they still showed their top six is outstanding. And you throw Erin Osborne in there, who was four not out, uh, when the rains came. Yeah, yeah, very impressive performance from the Stars there. No result, but certainly some good things to look forward to for them, particularly 
with Meg Lanning back. And I believe our resident cricket librarian, Matt Fiction, has put together a little haiku poem about the return of Meg Lanning to the Melbourne Stars, which we'll hear pretty soon. Let's just have a look at what's coming up, uh, Robbie. 31 October, a couple of games. We've got Thunder v Strikers, that one at the Sydney Showground Stadium. We've got Renegades v Scorchers, that one at Dremoyne Oval. And we've got Brisbane Heat v Hurricanes at the Sydney Showground Stadium. And then the Sixers v Stars at Sydney Showground Stadium. Any thoughts on these ones, mate? We're obviously uh, died in the wool thunder people, so we're going to tip the thunder there, obviously. Renegades v Scorchers should be a very interesting contest. That one, 2.30pm. Yeah, it's Saturday afternoon. That's when I'll be out there at that game, Matty. Um, looking forward to it. Renegades. Um, I felt a bit sorry for their bowling attack on uh, what was Sunday last week against the Stars. That was a very spin-heavy attack, and the outfield was quite wet. So that sort of took a, a you know, the, uh, the girls were having trouble gripping the ball a bit. So yes, let's hope that the rain can stay away. Dremoyne Oval, um, both sides here now. The Scorchers, obviously, uh, with that loss to the Heat. Be looking for a win. Um, yeah, didn't get Renegades didn't get a chance to bat over the weekend. So from one's gone. So a lot of a lot of these teams are still what we call rusty, I suppose, Matty. Yeah. Um, you know, having probably the strikers got as much cricket in as anyone. But um, yeah, that's the early days. It's, it's just going to be such an important game that one. Um, yeah, and oh, Thunder against Adelaide strikers again. Megan Shoot is in such good form. You know the way she's bowling. Um, you know they can and, and Darcy Brown they can they can knock over a top order pretty quick and put you under immediate pressure. So I think the key there will be Thunder not to lose early wickets like they did in their shortened first up game. Uh, now I realise speaking of shortened first up games, uh, to all of my friends at the Sixers, I'm very sorry we we haven't been yeah. glorifying their victory uh, against the Strikers, Robbie. Uh, <laughs> uh, we could say that we just. Let it slip through, but I think we'd better mention it. The the strikers seven for sixty eight off nine overs. Marazan cap three for fourteen. Lisa Griffith, she looked so good in green, didn't she, Robbie? Two for ten for yeah, her. Yeah, hurting you. Uh, she's at, yep. she's she's at the sixes. We love Lisa at the cricket library, and very pleased to do, see her doing so well. Uh, Stella Campbell a wicket as well, and then the sixes chased it down uh, with a bit of. A bit of style, Elisa Healy, 27 off 16, and then Perry and Gardner icing the cake to get the job done. Uh, pretty stock standard. I look at this Sixers team and I just can't see any weaknesses in it. Oh, gee, it's a good side, isn't it? All the way down to, well, yeah. Well, Lisa Griffiths batting at nine, if you don't mind. Named about <laughs> at nine. Yeah, Jodie Hicks down there, the young girl from Hay, um, yeah. who's across at the... Sixers. Ken Catch. Yeah, and the. Yes, yes, yes. Well, it was a very good um, uh, AFL player. Yeah, early that's days right. too. So um, that that doesn't surprise me. Um, young Jody from out of Hay, but yeah, once again, the, the Sixers did really good work with that uh, new ball as well. Cap and Campbell getting those early wickets. Laura Woolvart dismissed for three after her really good batting on the Sunday. Uh, Bridget Patterson, Maddie, here's a, a girl to keep an eye out on. I think she is a wonderful talent. 28 or 14 balls. Did a fantastic job um, there for the strikers. Uh, but it was a bit of a lone hand. It was, it was a tough gig. They only had, what, nine overs to bat. Yeah. Um, 
They posted you know, seven for 68. Possibly if they didn't lose those early wickets, that score could have you know, transitioned to maybe you know four for 80 and then really give the Sixers a bit of a task. But uh, it was good bowling early on, as you said. Um, the Marazan cap, uh, three for 14, was outstanding and promising stuff from young Stella Campbell, another one of these um, emerging young New South Wales breakers players who are going to have their chance to shine. Yeah, absolutely, Robbie. Uh, now, going back to where we were, sorry, we've jumped around a little bit there, but need to give the Sixers credit where it's due. Uh, oh, yes. As hard as it is to do, we still love the Sixers. Uh, Hurricanes, can they bounce back against the Heat? What, they they had the toughest of the conditions in that game against the Strikers. Yep. Um, they, they'd be able to put that behind them and get themselves back on track, Robbie. Yeah, well, they're going to have to. I think the confidence probably took a fair bit of a, a dint there. Um, yeah, lost Rachel Priest, you know, second ball of the innings, just played a cross one. Um, and she's the type of player, too, that, as we know, can get you away to a bit of a flyer at the top of the innings. That's a really important role to play. So maybe I think, yeah, that'll be just, that was a real early season sort of shot. You know, we meant, I mentioned the word rusty earlier on. That's yeah. exactly what it was from Rachel Priest. You know, she's a class player. Um, she'll just straighten it up a little bit more early in the innings, and um, yeah, they can they can turn it around. But they uh, Brisbane Heat are full of confidence. They are just um, kicking along very nicely, and they would love to win a game at the City Showgrounds, home of the Thunder, um, the Heat. So yeah, I, I think I, I, Brisbane Heat for mine are, um, are a really good chance there. Yeah, and then we've got the Sixers and Stars. I, I can't go past the Sixers, oh. despite. Uh, the likes of Lanning, Dupree, Sutherland. Uh, I, I can't imagine Villani missing out again. Um, Nat Siver as well. It's it's a it's going to be a blockbuster. This one on <laughs> on seven oh five pm. It's it's worth keeping awake for. That's for sure. Provided provided the weather's good. Mm. Um, this this is one of the games of the tournament early days for mine, Matt. I, really, I was really impressed with the Stars batting, what I saw there on Sunday afternoon at Hurstfield Oval. And the Sixers, you've just mentioned the talent in that side. Uh, there's superstars in this side right throughout. It will be just a wonderful game. And, um, yeah, this one you can get on. You can watch it on 7, Fox, KO, ABC. You can't miss it. Don't miss it because it will be one of the best games of the tournament. Oh, it's a toss-up for mine. I'm I'm maybe thinking a little bit of an upset here. If um, if the Stars can bowl well, I think they've got enough firepower with the batting um, to get the job done here. So I think the, the Trent Woodhill coached Melbourne Stars in a wee upset. Wow, there you go. Thunder to beat Heat on Sunday, uh, definitely. And then uh, Renegades v Sixers on Sunday. That's shaping up to be another good game. And, and Hurricanes v Stars Sunday afternoon as well. And then it rolls on early into next week as well. But we'll um, we'll need to move on because we've got Saskia Hawley to hear from after a nice little haiku poem saluting the return of Meg Lanning to the Melbourne Stars. Let's have a listen. Meg Lanning is back. Return of the megastar. Melbourne Stars rejoice.
And it's a very warm welcome to Saskia Hawley. Thanks so much for being with us on the Cricket Library Weekly. No worries, lovely, lovely to be on today. And a bit of a frustrating start, wasn't it? Uh, last weekend, the covers were coming on, the covers were going off, and not the amount of cricket we would have liked to have seen from the Thunder. No, definitely not. I think we were all, I guess, raring to go. It's been a pretty long um, pre-season for um, particularly the Breakers girls who have been going from the very start. Um, yeah, so we were all really excited to, I guess, get out there and then yeah, the weather didn't really really have the same plans as we had, um, which is really unfortunate. But, um, yeah, hopefully we can get on this weekend. Forecast, again, isn't looking too great for the weekend. But, um, yeah, hopefully we get some cricket because we're all, we're all itching at the bit to, to really, like, want to play cricket and, um, and be around it, yeah. yeah. Now, you mentioned the build-up. Uh, a, a funny off-season, hasn't it been, just with everything that's happening in the world? How's the continuity been uh, with being able to maintain contact with your teammates and, and, and that sort of thing and have have your routines that you'd normally have over a winter, um, what's been different about the 2020 preseason? Oh, definitely. I think we were pretty lucky. Like last season, we um, actually finished just like we only lost, I think, a week of our um, end of season and then, yeah, then COVID hit and it was a very different sort of, um, I guess we got a month off month and a half off and then back into cricket but it was very different it was it was really training in little groups and that sort of thing which um which can be good and bad I guess it can be good because you can kind of get some more kind of like I guess one-on-one sort of stuff um but also yeah you're missing the whole group and that sort of thing um I think it was just a case of I guess on our like our group chats and that sort of thing having bands going around like we had the we did a bachelorette sort of um suite sort of thing during the off season yeah. that sort of thing so it was kind of yeah, you were trying to, I guess, catch up with people when when possible um, and that sort of thing. But, yeah, definitely very different. A lot more, I guess, was on your back to kind of um, be accountable and, and do the training that you needed um, away from the group and, I guess, trusting that everyone else in the group is doing the same sort of thing. And, um, yeah, very, very different, but um, still sort of the same sort of outcomes as far as fitness-wise and everything like that. And and moving into the hub, I saw a, a little uh, video from Maitland Brown on the WBBL socials giving us a bit of a tour of, of what it's like in there. What's your yep. early experiences of being in the hub? How are you finding it so far? Oh, I think it's been really awesome. Um, I guess one thing is firstly your own, your own room and that sort of thing and everything like that. But um, yeah, I guess when we first arrived, it was all a bit of excitement around it, um, obviously with the, the amount of different activities they set up for us and we're very grateful for, um, I guess, for Rebel and I guess for BBL and CA for organising this for us because um, it shows how much they, I guess, care about women's sport, which is which is really exciting because um, obviously there's been stuff done with the boys in the AFL and the NRL, but for us to have, I guess, our own little hub is really, I think it's a real compliment. Um, and, yeah, no, it's been really fun. I guess it's kind of, the start of it is very exciting because everything's kind of new and then it slowly kind of wears off as far as like um, becomes kind of a day-to-day sort of thing. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's been really good. I guess we've all been able to, I guess, spend a bit more time together, um, but then also have our kind of our own space. Um, and yes, yeah, no, I've really enjoyed it so far. And you're only 20 years old and this is your third season with the Thunder. Uh, yeah. Ten years ago, when when you're a, a young girl growing up, uh, we're only in the sixth season of of WBBL. 
Could you ever imagine uh, being in the environment that you've been in the last three years? Can you give us a bit of a background around your story and where your passion for the game began? Yeah, so I guess I, I'm an only child, so I didn't have any brothers or sisters, kind of, I guess, the typical stories you play with your brother or sister in the backyard sort of thing. Um, I guess my kind of brother was my dad in a way. He's, he's very childish, so he was kind of he was kind of my, my um, I guess, brother figure sort of thing. So I used to play with him in the backyard um, and then uh, went to his games because he just plays park cricket. He, he's, he's not a champion at cricket, but he, he loves it. He's, he's a nutty cricket, so he kind of, um, yeah, I think it started off my first ever sort of playing was like year five, like Peter Lassay sort of thing. And I know so many girls have had so many, like everyone remembers Peter Lassay as a really fun time. Um, but yeah, dad just said, I guess, because I'm an off spinner. So I guess I start everyone at a really young age wants to be a pace bowler and bowl 100 miles an hour. Um, but I just wasn't big enough for that. Whereas I had, yeah, big year six girls who were bowling a lot quicker and I was probably never going to be selected. So dad was like, why don't you just like try your, like your spin, which was just like loopy, loopy <laughs> stuff. It wasn't, it wasn't, wasn't, wasn't flash, but um, yeah, he just said, why don't you try that? Like it's a bit different. And um, yeah, you just won't be able to really compete with the power of the, the older girls. And then I made that squad probably because of that. So um, yeah, that was kind of, I guess, where my journey sort of started and played um, local firstly with Lidfield Cricket Club. So I grew up on the North Shore of Sydney. So um yeah, played in that comp and then, um, yeah, slowly progressed and playing with um, Gordon Women's now um, in first grade. So, yeah, that's kind of how it's come along. And then I played with the Breakers um, and then, yeah, still with the Thunder. Yeah, now um, you also played for Australia in the under-19s and there's a pretty good crop of players in that group that went over to South Africa that are yep. – we're starting to see some of those talents come through now. What was that experience like representing your country and, and touring overseas as a young person? Yeah, I mean, it was it was really fun. The only, I guess, travel I'd done before that as far as overseas was um, a development squad going over to Sri Lanka for a couple of days, and that was – those conditions are very different to South Africa, very hot and humid. But, um, yeah, no, nah, three weeks over there, um, I think a lot of girls that went would say that that was – once in a lifetime sort of opportunity, like to go over to South Africa for three weeks and basically a hub in a way because it was so high security, like having a security guard 24 seven with you. And, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was an awesome experience. Like the grounds were really good, um, to play, um, some of the girls who are even playing BBL now, as far as from, um, other countries, um, like that sort of thing. Like we played against Sarah Glenn, who's playing for the Scorchers this year. Um, Holly Armitage, who's played for who's played for Tassie. Um, yeah, it was it was pretty it was pretty interesting because um, yeah, kind of seeing them around the hub. We kind of played under nineteen. Um, but yeah, that was that was an awesome experience. And yeah, I I have very vivid memories of all of it. Um, particularly the safari. I thought that was that's what I've never done in my life. And um, yeah, it was an amazing experience. Yeah, and I guess it tells the story of, of how cricket does open up windows to other experiences that you wouldn't have w- without being uh, a high-level cricketer and, um, as you say, memories that you, you, you cherish forever. Now, playing, playing for the, the Breakers, now the New South Wales Breakers uh, historically uh, one of the greatest, uh, certainly statistically in terms of win-loss records, one, one of the greatest yep. sporting organisations in the world. What was it like to come in and, and make your debut for the New South Wales Breakers? 
oh, I guess it, it was a real sort of, I guess, bucket list sort of sort of idea. Like I think a lot of people have, have aspirations say going to Europe and that's kind of on their bucket list, but definitely playing for the Breakers was one of mine, um, as well as the Thunder uh, or playing for BBL as such. Um, but no, that was, it meant a lot. Renee Farrell presented me in my cap and, um, yeah, I love, uh, like, one of the best people probably to present your cap. Personally, I, I was very grateful that I got Renee to be able to present, um, particularly since she retired um, not long after. Um, so I'm very grateful for the opportunity. And, um, yeah, it was it was amazing. It, you do carry that. When you get that baggy, that baggy blue, it means a lot. And it, it comes with a lot, but also it shows that they – that the that Cougar New South believes in you, and um, that's a really that's a really cool thing. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm honoured to to have a cap number because um, I know there's a lot of girls um, who are my age or younger or older that wish they had the same opportunity that I had. Um, yeah, I think you kind of you wear that cap with you're not just representing your team, you're kind of representing obviously your family and you're representing your friends and you're representing probably like the whole of New South Wales really, yeah. um, which is it. It's a pretty cool thing. I guess it's, it's kind of like or, an origin sort of thing. I guess you're representing your full state, which is um, which is my home state, which is really exciting. Yeah, yeah. And, and a win in that first game, a bit of a nail biter. That was was that the day where it was very cold conditions down in South Australia. Oh, it was freezing that whole time down there. We were so it was it was freezing. We had all our vests on and everything. <laughs> so. The, the yeah, the twelfth and thirteenth were busy running on and off the vests and that sort of thing. So. Was, Busy day, but um, yeah, no, nah, like Tali Wilson, who I played a lot of underage cricket against as well as with, and one of my probably my closest Thunder mate, um, yeah, played really well that game, and it was really exciting to see her her perform. Um, but yeah, overall, I guess you want to you want to win every game, and we came away one from two, um, which we weren't, which we, which, we, which we were happy with, but obviously we wanted both wins. But um, yeah, that's that's cricket, isn't it? Though. Yeah, yeah, and the Thunder Nation. What does being a part of the Sydney Thunder mean to you? A, a big WBBL coming up. You've you've put on the Thunder cap uh, last season a few for a few games yep. there. What, what what are your aspirations with the Thunder this season? Oh, I guess firstly, um, hoping that the team does really well. Um, I've always kind of been sort of, I guess, more of a team player. Like I played tennis at a young age and didn't really like singles as much, like doubles more just being out there with more people. Um, yeah, obviously I'm hoping that we go on to hopefully win it. Otherwise, go go down from there as far as second yeah. and third and so forth. Um, yeah. yeah, hopefully the team does really well. But, um, yeah, I guess try and – if I get an opportunity this year, hopefully take it with both hands and, um, yeah, really perform to my potential. I think the biggest thing that we kind of – that we've been – we kind of stand by at the Thunder is just you play, play your brand of cricket, you play your best. Um, and do whatever the team requires. Um, and then we're obviously, there's been a really big focus on um, the Aboriginal um, community. Um, we, we did a barefoot circle the other day with the Sixers. Um, and yeah, we've got two girls who are, who are, who are very um, strong ambassadors for Aboriginal cricket. Um, yeah. And yeah, I guess representing them and um, yeah, it's really trying to get that. Um, that walk around the Indigenous label on our on our shirt, um, which even though I'm not Aboriginal, it's exciting to be able to represent them. And, um, yeah, we've got a very diverse sort of community at the Thunder. So I guess representing them and respecting their elders at Park and Present as well as respecting them um, for them coming to the games and that sort of thing, yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. And a couple of overseas players. What what what's been the best part about having overseas players in 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 the squad? Oh, I mean, like I firstly, um, Shadin Ismail is 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 a is a crack up. She's she's very funny and very straightforward, and I love her competitive nature. I'd have to say, um, always looking always looking to bowl the ball real fast. Yeah, um, which I haven't faced in the net, which I'm kind of glad because I reckon like. <laughs> Um, but no, really exciting. And then, um, yeah, I guess our two new English girls, Tammy, brings a lot of energy to the group um, and amazing to watch back. I've already seen more more risky hands than I've ever seen in my life sort of thing. It's, it's pretty amazing to see. And, um, yeah, it's been really exciting to see her, I guess, in our trial games that we've been able to watch them actually perform. Um, and then, I guess, for me, Heather, um, brings a lot of experience and I think that'll really help Rach this year. Um, just another, I guess, English captain um, and just has so much knowledge and as being, being Austin as well, I guess, learning off her. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty cool to be able to say that you, that you have like the, the English captain in your team or um, that you've got three internationals in your team, but people wish they could people wish they could meet, but it's like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm in the hub with her. I see her every day sort of thing. It's, it's pretty, it's, pretty cool like I know there's a lot, of, a lot of girls that I coach um on the beaches and they're like oh that's so cool I'm like yeah like it is like it's awesome like I kind of I kind of pinch myself every so often being like yeah gee whiz they're, they're they're in my team like I get to give them a give them an elbow or a, or a fist pump and it's like wow like you're a, you're a superstar sort of thing yeah. Yeah. Majorly cool. Majorly cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us uh, for the Cricket Library Weekly, Saskia. We wish you all the best uh, with your time with the Thunder this summer and then uh, your future career ahead, a bright future ahead of you, just 20 years old and, and plenty of cricket in front of you. Thanks for taking the time to talk to us today. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And a massive thanks to Saskia Hawley for dropping by, well, not really dropping by, taking some time out on the telephone to join us for the Cricket Library Weekly, Robbie. And always great to hear from young players and get their insights on the game. A really exciting era in women's cricket and a really exciting announcement uh, hot off the press uh, on the day of we're recording here, the Australia squad for the Detol ODI series and Detol T20 International Series against India has been selected. Robbie, what are your thoughts on this lineup or this group of 20? I know there's one player that I'm I'm exceptionally happy to see in there. I, I think regular listeners would have um, no trouble guessing that I'm referring to Daniel Sams, but uh, are, are there any other names in the list that uh, you're happy to see in there, Robbie? And uh, are you looking forward to this series against India coming up? Well, I think just first of all, Matt, how appropriate is it to have Detol as the major sponsor? Detol and I had a lot to do with my early cricket career in the backyard on uh, some of those droughty summer holidays. Uh, yes. So plenty of debt oil was applied on some skin off your knees, diving for catches and whatnot. So, yeah, so that's fantastic. Congratulations to everyone involved there. And, um, yeah, oh, well, Matty, nine of the uh, squad are from New South Wales, which is fantastic for the, the Blue Baggers. But, um, yeah, and great to see Daniel Sam retain his spot in that ODI squad um, after getting the nod in the U.K., 
And also, the big one, I suppose, is Cameron Green into the Australian squad, the uh, young all-rounder from Western Australia. Um, just fantastic news for him. I think that'll, um, that will certainly appease a lot of the uh, sand gropers. Oh, definitely, Will. We've got some listeners in Perth that'll be rejoicing uh, at the news of Cameron Green finding his way into that squad. I'll just read out who's in there, Robbie, for those that missed it. We've got Finch as captain, Sean Abbott, Ashton Agar, Alex Carey, Pat Cummins, Cameron Green, Josh Hazelwood, Moses Enriques, Marnus Labashane, Glenn Maxwell, Daniel Sams, Kane Richardson, Stephen Smith, Mitchell Stark, Marcus Stoinis, Matthew Wade, David Warner and Adam Zampa. Mm. So a chock-a-block full of talent, that 20-player squad. They've got to reduce it down to 11 to play a game. So obviously nine of those players will uh, have to miss out uh, in various games. But a very good squad assembled for the Australians in what should be some very exciting cricket getting underway in about a month's time. And Yeah, Matt, interesting. Interesting stat out of that list is um, 20 different first names amongst that whole squad, which is great because quite often, you know, the manager might yell out saying, Oi, Pat! You know, there's a couple <laughs> of Pats in there, they all look around, or, Hey, Sean! But uh, quite a moment, it's a little interesting stat, that one, Matt. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, but, that, that's a great know, stat. Yeah. Yeah, that should get people through sleep tonight. Um, that one I <laughs> but no, look, it, gee, it just showcases the talent we've got um, in Australian cricket at the moment. Oh, where do you start? Who do you leave out? There's, um, yeah, and great to see Moses Enrique back in there too. You know, he's, he's made a good start to the first class season. Um, Paddy Cummings remains on as vice captain, which is fantastic. Yeah. And yeah, geez, sift your way through that and good luck who gets left out. But, um, yeah, really good-looking side. Going to be a fantastic series. The white ball cricket will kick things off. It was, and just great news with the um, confirmation of that of the itinerary in the Indian tour going ahead, Matty. It's yeah. a big relief for everyone. It's just fantastic. We, we really needed that. Oh, massive boost for everyone uh, to hear that news come through. I, I'm very excited about the summer ahead. And I'm even more excited. Oh, I'm not more excited. I'm equally excited about the fact that uh, tomorrow when I when I switch on uh, an electronic device, there's a chance I'll be able to catch some <laughs> Sheffield Shield action. Three games all starting tomorrow and it looks like we'll have the likes of Darcy Short, MS Wade and MA Stark – I should have said DJM short, shouldn't I? Really, sorry, uh, <laughs> sorry, there, listeners. But uh, uh, those three coming back into the frame for these Shield games, some some exciting cricket coming up in the next four days, interspersed between the WBBL, Robbie. Yeah, it's a good looking draw too, isn't it? Um, the big games, which will be live on Foxtel, if you got it, of course, New South Wales Blues up against Queensland Bulls. And it's appropriate that Adelaide is venue because if not once that game finishes, it won't be too long after that that the um, the State of Origin Rugby League guys will be into it too. Yeah. So plenty of um, plenty of State of Origin happening in Adelaide of all places between New South Wales and Queensland. Yeah, Mitch Stark back in. That's great. Um, he, he'll just you know he'll look at bowling X amount of overs uh, just to start the process of getting um, plenty under his belt ahead of what's going to be a big summer for him and. Um, yeah, and the first time we're going to see the Victorian side for the season, Matt, who, you know, obviously have had a, um, a few more 
uh, restrictions in or around them. Uh, but now they, they'll be cherry ripe. They'll be ready to go. The Vicks, um, they, they dominated Shield cricket for a number of years. And, um, yeah, they'll, they'll be bounced back. They lost their title last year to New South Wales. So they'll be keen to put in a good showing. They've once again got a very good squad. And then Western Australia, who, um, who got piled on the run against um, New South Wales in the last game, they'll take on the Tasmanian Tigers at Gladys Elpic Park. Yeah. And I think we're going to see more high-scoring, Matty. I can't see it any other way. Yeah, it's it's interesting uh, seeing the responses to the, the amount of runs being scored. A lot of different schools of thought. I, I kind of feel like it's uh, a good opportunity for our batters to get some time in the middle, good yep. opportunity for our bowlers to get some loads up and, and get through some work. But you've you got to remember too, we had results in, in the opening round as well. So yeah. it's it's not that long ago that we had results in, she- in games of Sheffield Shield cricket. We had a couple of, a couple of draws just recently, but uh, certainly – if the bowlers can make inroads early doors, uh, there there are results on the cards and there are opportunities. But for batters who are willing to apply themselves and be disciplined, they, they could really cash in at this time mm. of the year. So uh, a, a really great time to be a domestic cricket fan with these games so accessible these days and a fantastic opportunity to just absorb it all, take it all in and uh, really – it really is the entree for what's going to be a magnificent summer of cricket, Robbie. Yeah, and the other thing too, Matt, when you uh, when you get batting uh, lineups sort of dominating and, and batting for you know a day and a half, what it does do too, it does give the opportunity for the bowlers to have a rest in that batting lineup, and they can yeah. come out and if they do get a second inning bowl, you know they can freshen up a bit. I think it's really important. We we don't want to be you know we don't like this time of year. You don't want to be seeing you know twenty wickets fall in the day on a bit of a green top, and you know everyone's just chasing their tail. I think it's just, it's not a bad way to settle into um, the, the season. And full full credit to the Saka down there who are bringing up these wickets, wicket after wicket. Um, everyone's down in the hub there. And, um, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to this one, particularly the New South Wales Blues uh, up against the Queensland Bulls. Always a great contest. And keen to see how the Vicks come up. So, yeah, a fantastic round. Matty coming up. Yeah, really looking forward to that, Robbie. Well, we'll take a quick break and we'll be back with just a tiny little bit more here on the Cricket Library Weekly. And, Robbie, it wouldn't be the Cricket Library Weekly without our favourite segment, Matt's Mailbag. Now, what have you got for us this evening, Robbie? Well, that's interesting, Matt. Um you heard the saying snail mail. Yeah, I have. Yeah, we're having issues right across Australia at the moment. Um, I had a message from a, a person who just wanted to make an inquiry about their uh, card arriving. Um, yeah. I had, and then we just confirmed that no, we checked the mail bag at Burrabadeen um, and no go. So what we're anticipating here, we could see a mountain of mail arrive this week. So we'll have plenty to sift through, Matt. And make oh. some nice choices. We well, might even, we might even, we could even double up on a couple of questions next week. Who knows? Yeah. Well, I can tell our listeners. I was driving through Nevertire during the week. Um, it's sort of out in between Ningen and Trangy. Yeah. And and I did see a truck with 
bags full of mail. And I'm I'm only anticipating that that is for wow. this segment. Like uh, we're talking massive bags of mail getting loaded into that truck at Never Tire. So um, for those of you who are waiting for your postcards to be read out on this segment, please be patient. We will read them out mm. as soon as they arrive. We 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 stress that this segment uh, is not happening tonight, not due to a lack of. Uh, people trying to get questions into us via 101R Correct. Bungle Gumby Road, Borough Bedeen, 2830. Keep, keep sending them because when they come, we will read them out and we will answer your questions. And it just means yeah, we've, got we... a, we've got a shorter show this evening. So that might, that might please a few people. But, Robbie, thanks so much for joining us. Please keep checking the mailbox every day. Um, massive thanks again to Saskia Hawley for joining us uh, in the middle section of the program and looking forward to bringing you some more guests along the way as well. And for fans of the regular Cricket Library podcast, we're hearing whispers in the library today that Renee Farrell has made herself Ooh. available for a chat. So. Excellent. That will be an extended chat, probably coming out next week sometime. So keep your Ooh. ear out for that. Robbie, have another great call at the, the, the WBBL. We'll be tuning in in the library and look forward to catching up and chatting all about it next week. Yes, I'm looking forward to a dry Dremoyne. That'd be really lovely. Dry, so. dry. Oh, can, I, can I just throw a spanner in the works here, Robbie? The last time I played at Dremoyne Oval – was in the summer of 93, 94, (laughs) and it was a rain-affected game. Oh, no. Matt. Wow. The good news is is I'm not playing this weekend. So so I think we're right. (laughs) We're all clear. Well, fingers crossed. Let's do it. So, um, yeah, looking forward to that. And, um, yeah, Renee Farrell. Look forward to that one, Matt. Made a very impressive debut uh, on oh, in the commentary box she? last she weekend. Was so. Outstanding in commentary there. And look, is she back in commentary? Do you know, Robbie? Yeah, we'll be doing yes. Renee will be rate, rotating through a few of the um, different ways. Uh, yeah, for a bit of ABC Radio and also with the um, Cricket Network KO, which is fantastic. So yeah, it's got a lot more coming up and. Yeah, it doesn't mind a bit of banter either, Renee. Typical of a fast bowler and a little bit cheeky. So, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's outstanding stuff, Robbie. Well, you have a great weekend and we'll catch up with yourself and all our loyal listeners at the same time next week on the Cricket Library Weekly. This has been Matt Ellis. Bye for now. <laughs>